Abbey Road, Big Ben, Westminster Abbey? We're taking our first trip across the pond to London for this episode of Business Class. Our host lets you know when the best time is for you to make the trip, what you need to see, and why people are calling London the most connected city in the world. Cheerio, away we go. Welcome to Business Class, your travel podcast presented by MarketScale. I'm Tyler Kern. Tim Maitland's here. Hey, Tim. Hey, glad to be here. Glad to have you. Awesome. It's always good to chat. <laughs> it really is. Whether it's football, sports, travel, whatever. Well-traveled, well-cultured people, Tyler. You're not wrong about that. And Cameron Cooper. Hey, hey. Cameron. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, when's the next trip y'all are going to take? Um, Three days, two days. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to Toronto. For what? For a Jonas Brothers concert. I mean, I knew that, but the <laughs> listener didn't. <laughs> So sometimes you have to draw it out. (laughs) Okay. How excited are you? Oh, I'm so pumped. It's the first time I'm going to be seeing them in like six years. That's awesome. Have you been to Toronto before? No, never. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. Me and uh, another guy here at Market Scale, Brandon Fluger, had like an eight hour layover in Toronto. Oh. Um, Did y'all do anything? Yeah. I mean, there's a a really easy kind of uh, metro kind of tram thing that you can take out of the airport that takes you kind of right into the middle of downtown. Okay. Uh, Good to know. Really convenient. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great city. I was born there, so I might be biased, but one of my favorites. Toronto all the time in like TV shows and film and that sort of thing uh, is used to just kind of like mimic New York because it's kind of just like New York on just a slightly smaller scale. It's the New York of Canada and yeah. it's actually actually become a really big hub for uh, you know movies. There A lot of them are filmed there. Suicide yeah. Squad was there. I actually got to run into the middle of the set uh, just randomly walking one <laughs> night there. So story for another time. That is a story for another time. I fly to Lexington, Kentucky today. Oh, there you go. Super glamorous. I know. It's not Toronto. It's not uh, New York or anything like that. But you know what? Happy to be going. It'll be fun. Yeah. It's a work trip. Good American town. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. America. America. But we aren't talking about any of those cities today. Today, we're talking about the lovely city of London. We're hopping across the pond for the first time. You sound like you're from London. (laughs) That was my best Russell. Was that Russell Brand? Russell Brand, yeah. Yeah. That's like it was like Jonah Hill mimicking that's right. Russell Brand yeah. <laughs> in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And that was Tim Maitland mimicking Jonah Hill, mimicking Russell Brand. Yeah. It's imitation inception, I think. But uh Cameron, when was the first time you went to London? <sighs> Probably like two years ago. I went yeah. for Christmas time, which was really pretty. Oh, I bet yeah. that was cool. Yeah, it was really, really cool. What so. was the weather like while you were there? Super cold, but not like as cold as you would think. Probably sure. like high 50s or so so it wasn't like unbearable for yeah. what we thought we might you know face absolutely yeah absolutely tim what about you when was the first time you went to london uh five years ago went on a trip with my brother and my dad mm-hmm. and since then it's now my hub every time i go to europe and i always try to spend one day there because i love it so much really really yeah. what was it that like it grabbed you initially that you loved about london i just love the whole concept of the city right mm-hmm. you have these neighborhood pubs and everybody when they get off work they go to the same pub and everybody knows everybody, and it's just a really nice community feel. And it's obviously a huge city, but sure. has its little pockets. So it, it's kind of fun finding the pockets, and sometimes just people watching or meeting the locals. Yeah, I, I like that aspect. This is the thing I like about Chicago too, where it just feels like yes. every kind of area of the city has its own like bar, and like that's where you go to yep. do things. That's where you go to like meet your friends. That's where you go to like watch the Cubs or whatever. It feels like the same thing 
with London to a certain extent where like that's where you go, you know, if your soccer team is playing away that weekend, you're going to exactly. go to that pub and you're going to see your friends and that's just like what you're going to do. And I think that's a cool aspect of a particular, it, it gives it that familial feel. Did you have that feeling while you were there? Cameron? Yeah. I mean, I went around Christmas, like I said, so mm -hmm. a lot of it was, you know, people weren't really outdoors and people were celebrating Christmas with their families and stuff like that. So we mostly did like the holiday things. So, sure. which I'll talk about later. Well, before we get to all of that, we need to get Cameron's travel tip of the day. Cameron, what do you have for us today? What what do you, what uh, knowledge are you going to impart? Yeah, upon us? so today I want to talk about you know the best tips about getting to London mm -hmm. from the United States. So number one, so when I first went there, I like I said, I went in December. So that was a really great time to go because everything was really cheap. And then I went again in March when it wasn't too, too cold. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was still not like the peak time. So if you are willing, if you have a, you know, if you want to stay on a budget, go when it's kind of the colder months. And then um, I would recommend using some kind of like cheap flight website, like Scotch Cheap Flights. Sure. Or um, some of the local ones to uh, here in Dallas are cheap DFW and Escape ATX, which are really good too. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fascinating. So your tip today is just like how to get there on a budget yeah. or, and not like break the bank before you're exactly. even there in London. Mm -hmm. That's very, very important. Yeah, yeah. And I would also say my most recent trip to London, we booked um, um, on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Ooh. which had um, really great deals. Um, Norwegian Airlines was a really good airline for us to fly. We went there for a really, really small budget. So that was really great before we spent like two weeks over in Europe and then using a great travel card mm -hmm. is also really helpful too. Um, you can find good ones like the Capital One Venture card, which is what I have that you can use for hotels, flights, rental cars, everything. So investing in something like that. And Jennifer Garner is their spokesperson, so it doesn't, yep. doesn't get much better than <laughs> That's that. That's true. Have you found it difficult at all, either of you, to navigate the point system? Is it clear enough how they all work this has been a topic of conversation kind of in the hospitality industry of like our, our point systems and point based cards and that sort of are, are they are they too confusing for consumers to actually use in a way that is like beneficial if that makes sense I think if you don't study it, yeah. So okay. a person like me, I'm not the most organized person. Um, I'm a big procrastinator. So if I'm booking a trip, I usually do it like literally last minute and end up paying more, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, for somebody like me, I, I do think it's hard because you have to literally study and mm -hmm. know the credit card game of you know what you need to spend minimum on this card to get these miles. Um, I do have the American Airlines uh, card uh, because that's what I fly and it's very, very clear to me, sure. uh, you know, what, what I get from it. But yeah, I think it's almost too much of a science. Um, I have a good friend who uh, really studies it, who gives advice through his Instagram and um, really kind of capitalizes on it and tries to teach people. Um, but I'm just, I'm just not good at it. So I, I would say it's a little <laughs> bit hard for the, the everyday guy. Sure, sure. Cameron, what about you? I mean, I think it all depends on what kind of card that you have. Mm -hmm. Again, I have the Capital One and it's so easy and it's really, really easy and clear to use in the app. So sure. I really think it just depends on um, the card you have. Also, I'm a huge planner. So <laughs> I plan out things like months in advance and I know exactly what I'm doing every hour of the day. So a lot of trips specifically. So. <laughs> now you mentioned purchasing flights on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? Like, yeah. Yeah. I had never I had thought about no that. No idea. Yeah. I mean, it's only specific airlines. like And like I said earlier, the Norwegian one, which is flies from Austin to Europe. Yeah. So cheap. Then on Cyber Monday, tons and tons of hotel deals too. So I would say flights on Black Friday, hotels on Cyber Monday. And yeah. Wow. Pretty cheap trip. Yeah. 
All right. I'm going to have to keep that in mind for sure. That's not something I'd ever really considered before. Yeah. Mm. And European flights actually on um, Cyber Monday and Black Friday did free like baggage. So you could check a bag for free and stuff like that. That's some serious savings. Yeah, when it you really is. really start to think about it. Yeah. Now when I'm storming Best Buy and stepping over people, I can buy a flight at the same time. Didn't yeah, you're like pressing confirm as you're stepping over <laughs> exactly. bodies strewn all over the place of people just trying to get in to get a cheaper TV. Yeah. Yep. Well, there you go. We're all about saving money here. All right, let's get into our city deep dive here for the city of London. Guys, who wants to go first? What's what's a must-do on your list? Timo, what do you got? Well, I, uh, I romanticize the whole kind of royal family side. Um, I think it's being Canadian, you know, we have a lot of ties to the Queen. Sure. Um, so kind of growing up with, with that tie, whenever I go over there, uh, I have to do the whole kind of generic walk around. Um, you know, I have to go see the spots, Buckingham Palace, of course. You take a picture with the, the palace guard guy there that... I've actually move. never been able to do that. Every time I go, they're really? actually behind the gate. Yeah. <gasps> so I think that's just a thing from the movies, but maybe I'm missing out. Agreed. I've never actually seen them out. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think that's just a thing like from the movies. I, I've i never had the opportunity. I've been like four times. So um, unless they know I'm coming and they're like, yeah, let's get behind the gate because this guy's <laughs> definitely going to mess with us. Well, but, if you're if you're listening... And you've been to London and they've been in front of the gate. Drop us a note because now I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Um, you know, from there, uh, Westminster Abbey, that's a very historical place to check out. It's very close sure. to Big Ben, which is a, a must-do selfie or photo op. And then uh, I absolutely love World War II. Um, you know, I think that whole generation that that went to war um, mm-hmm. is personally, I think, the, the best generation to ever live. Uh, so something really cool you can do to kind of reminisce and learn a little bit more about that is go to the Churchill War Rooms. Uh, very, very, very cool. You can go down to his own bunker that he was in and they have a lot of uh, historical artifacts from that time and definitely worth, you know, a couple hours spending a morning or, or afternoon doing that. That's fascinating. So a lot of uh, royal type stuff, a lot of history. For me, yeah. yeah. That's what I love about it. That's huge. Cameron? My favorite like historical thing I've done there was mm-hmm. the London Tower. Oh, yeah. Which was really, really cool. Um, you know, you get to see tons and tons of stuff like there I would I would also recommend doing an audio tour while you're there really because I was with one of my friends who actually didn't get the audio tour and she was so lost so I'd recommend getting the audio tour <laughs> yeah London Tower is awesome yeah you get to see all the jewels yeah and, the crown jewels yep while I was preparing for this podcast I was looking up just you know stuff about London and uh I was gonna ask hey you know did either of you go to the London Eye but then I realized that the London Eye is now sponsored by Coca-Cola. So it's the Coca-Cola London Eye. Wow. Just fun fact. But have either of you been to yes. the Coca-Cola London Eye? Mm-hmm. So did you go up in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, super cool. Really great way to just see the city. And it's just kind of a thing that you have to do if you're mm-hmm. going, especially for a first time. Interesting. Yeah. Tim, did you go? I did not. No. I, I spent most of my times in pubs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a I don't think that's a bad decision necessarily. Uh what do you think about the decision for Coca-Cola to sponsor the London Eye? pretty bold it is bold right it's pretty bold Here wasn't it coke that was like we want to you know have a laser advertisement on the moon or something like that probably settle for, settle for <laughs> yeah. the london eye instead but that's I not bad first we beat them in the revolutionary war and now we take their eye i mean <laughs> kind of a aggressive move by coca-cola but. 
I I agree. Now, Cameron, you're a big Harry Potter fan, right? Did you oh, do yeah. anything surrounding Harry Potter while you were there? Oh, in so much. Yeah, okay. that's basically where I spent my first day I ever went in London was all Harry Potter stuff. They all have right. the the Warner Brothers studio there, and you can take a tour, which is the sets of where Harry Potter was actually filmed. And it took me probably about six hours to get through the Warner Brothers tour. They have wow so much stuff. You can walk through all the sets. All you can see all the props. They have um, a restaurant that where you can get. Uh, drinks and food from mm-hmm. the movie and stuff like that. It's, so you got butterbeer and things oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, I got butterbeer. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. Bring a selfie stick for sure Yeah, if you're going on that tour. Yeah. Okay. What was your favorite part of the tour? Oh, um, Probably getting to walk through like the Forbidden Forest and mm-hmm. stuff. That was really cool to see. I think Tim, you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a Harry Potter. He hasn't seen all the Harry Potter, so he can't talk. I've seen half of them. I don't know how you stopped, but yeah. anyways, Cameron, yeah. please continue. No, it's it's a really, really fun tour in any yeah. Harry Potter fan should go. There's also like walking tours, like when you're actually in London that you can do. Mm-hmm. You can walk over like the bridges and stuff. Oh, also at the studio tour, they have the the wall where you can pretend like you're going through it with the cart when they're going to That's platform cool. nine and three quarters. Yeah. Take your picture there. You can walk on the train and stuff. It's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. like that a lot. Now, London is not like renowned necessarily for the food that they have per se. What what was your experience, Tim, when it came to the fair there in London? I, I get pumped for the pub food. Yeah. Uh, you know, shepherd's pie. Uh, it, it's hard to beat that. Uh, the, so good bangers and mash or exa- something like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or some stew on a nice cold rainy day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have about two days of that, you know, lunch and dinner, lunch and dinner, and then you're just basically fed up and, and you never <laughs> want to see it again. Um, it actually has a uh, really, really probably some of the best Indian food. I was going to say like- In the world. Yeah. yeah. So if you're willing to kind of branch out and try something new, definitely recommend that. Um, I think that's probably its best food offering in my opinion is, is the amount of good quality Indian food that they have around the city. That's fascinating. Cameron, what did you think about the food while you were there in London? I strongly disliked the food in London. (laughs) I am a pretty picky eater. I think I probably lost some weight there, all the walking around and just barely eating like scraps, basically. Potatoes, mashed potatoes. (laughs) Basically potatoes, yeah. So no, I I did not love the London food and I'm not an Indian food person, so I'm sure it's great, but yeah, for me. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. Now, Cameron, like one of the things you like to do, and some people might disagree with this, but I think this is a, I think it's kind of a fun idea just to see how they're different in every location. But you try to go to a McDonald's in every place that you visit. <laughs> yeah. Which uh-huh. like, it's that's funny incredible. because it's like, because you would think like we have those here in America. Why would you do that? But they actually change. Like the menu items oh, yeah. are like, are different. They're laid out different. Like sometimes when you go to McDonald's, like overseas, they are like pristine oh, and yeah. like very nice establishments. Not that they're not nice here, but you, you, you know what I mean? So did you go when you were in London and what, oh, were your, yeah. what were your thoughts? Yeah, like I went with one of my best friends, Emily, who also works here at Market Scale, mm-hmm. and we we travel together a lot and we always get to the point where we're like, we're sick of this food. We have to go to like one of our own, sure. someplace we know, McDonald's. So of course we went to McDonald's there. For one, like I said, I went over the holiday season, so a lot of restaurants and stuff were closed or they had weird opening hours so we we stuck with what we know we definitely went to mcdonald's one one thing um in amsterdam actually which we'll talk about in a later show mm-hmm. their mcdonald's has duck in it instead yeah. of like like meat like burgers and stuff which was sickening so i think i just got fries there but yeah 
That's just a friendly tip. It's probably not going to be the same kind of food you're used to. That's really funny though, but like, cause it, it's it's actually a good way. Um, you have like a, a constant. It's McDonald's, but like the McDonald's changes for every country, yeah. and so like that's that's just an interesting way of viewing some of the, I guess, cultural norms. Kind of like yeah. what you're talking about about having different food in Amsterdam and that kind of thing. Yeah, but there is a McDonald's across from the London Eye, so. There you go. Check you it out. Kill two birds, two <laughs> birds with one stone. All right. What are some things that people need to make sure that they don't do? What are some mistakes maybe that you've made or things that you've noticed that you say, yeah, let's let's stay away from that. This is my uh, this is my tip to you. Stay away from this. This is a simple one. Yeah. Um, don't take Uber or any other ride share. Um, yeah. Jump jump in with the London cabbies. They are they're awesome people. They're incredible people. Their stories are phenomenal. Seeing them work around this huge city and memorizing all of it is is really impressive yeah uh pick their opinion on places to go um that that's what i would recommend you know rideshare has obviously gotten so easy and and you know london's the most connected city in the world so it's really easy to access yeah uh you know t- take take the london cabs it's it's a really cool experience that's pretty cool cameron what do you got what are some things that people need to stay away from i mean mine kind of bounces back to what i talked about don't pay a lot of money for yeah. fancy food um because it's probably not that great <laughs> at least for me uh what about watching like did you go watch any soccer games while you were there i actually did not no really no but i would absolutely love to attend yeah um in yeah. like a, a manchester game um but no i didn't didn't watch any um but i would kind of recommend knowing that culture and how serious it is make sure if you're a, a fan of a team and the game's on do not go to the other team's pub right because uh, you know, it might not be here in Texas where fans will kind of boo and and kind of, you know, give you kind of a hard time. Uh, they will physically give you a hard time. <laughs> uh, they, they will toss you out of the bar. Right. Uh, they'll probably rough you up depending on what town you're like, what part of town you're in. So, yeah, sports, if, if you're going to watch a soccer game and you have uh, kind of allegiance to one team, make sure you don't go to the other team's uh, pub. Which... It's interesting like because London is or England just in general is so small and they've got so many teams compact that it's not just by city. Like there's I think like five or six Premier League teams this season that are all mm-hmm. based in London. There's West Ham, there's Chelsea, there's Tottenham, there's Arsenal. So you have to know like not just that this team is in London, but which neighborhood represents which club. Which is like it's right. fascinating to it me. It goes back to yeah. those those neighborhood pubs. The yeah. you know, the community such a neighborhood feel and yeah, don't don't pick the wrong one. If or, you're West London, you're in you're Chelsea. If you're north, you gotta know whether you're Tottenham or Arsenal. It's just very it's 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 very important. It is. Now Tim, you mentioned something uh, really interesting uh, that London's the most connected city in the world. Explain what you mean by that. Yeah. So more uh, citizens we'll call them, uh, patrons of, of London are are connected uh, to Wi Fi. Uh, than any other city in the world. I think only 8% of uh, citizens there are not connected, which is unheard of. You know, a place like New York is is at 19%. Um, so that just creates great business atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, it, it creates a, you know, great way to communicate internationally, a uh, great way to communicate within the city. And, you know, I'm kind of excited. I'm really looking forward to the world of 5G being mm-hmm. here in the world of autonomy. You know, you see autonomous driving cars, you see autonomous scooters uh, coming. So with the infrastructure that it has with the connectivity, I see London as being, you know, really a leader in where uh, the world of autonomy is going to be because it already has kind of the basis of an infrastructure there. It's a really good point. I think that having that basis, like what you're talking about, really provides the 
framework, I suppose, to build forward into the future. Yes. And, and I think that'll be a big thing that as you go, if everything is connected, then uh, you have like that much more at your fingertips that you could do at any moment. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what, you know, autonomy is, is it's connected devices communicating with one another. And um, if they already have the biggest foundation, then, you know, I feel like they're probably going to be the leaders and being able to swap that out for the new technology and really changing the world. And we've seen how, you know, just the conversation about 5G, you could talk about digital signage, you could talk about transportation yes. and autonomous vehicles. Uh, like it, it, it really kind of disperses into every industry, retail, when you talk digital signage, everything. The emergency response. Exactly. Yep. And everything collecting data all, all at the same time. So it's it's an interesting world moving forward, uh, but London kind of well positioned for that. So it'll be interesting to see just kind of how it develops, how it evolves in the future. It is. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So that's definitely something um, to read up on. If you're a little bit of a tech geek or uh, kind of a futurist, uh, definitely read up on what London's going to be doing there. I, they'll definitely be leading the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. Last couple of questions. What's the ideal amount of time to spend there in London? I could say you could probably spend about three days-ish and see everything you need. Yeah? Yeah. But at least three. Yeah, I, I would say I spent exactly three days yeah. my first time going and I saw everything I mm -hmm. needed. So yeah, I would say probably at least three days if it's like your first time and you want us to hit all the big attractions. Sure, sure. Tim? First time, definitely three days. I think that's the exact right number. And then it's a type of city um, where you can just make it a hub as you go back and spend one day because yeah. you're going to find what you really enjoy. Um, you know, some things you don't have to do twice. Um, so definitely three for the start. And then you can easily do a nice little day trip and, you know, one night trip after that. Would you live there? I would absolutely live there. Really? If I didn't live in Dallas, Texas, and I had to live somewhere else, first pick would be London. Fascinating. Not even Toronto. <laughs> Not even Toronto. <laughs> Cameron? No. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Couldn't do the food, huh? Couldn't do the food or the cold. The cold is a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to come up quite a bit on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a pansy when it comes to the cold. I was born and raised here. What do you expect? Yeah, exactly. Me too. Yeah. It's 100 degrees six months out of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me and breaking down London. Yeah. yeah that Thanks. was That was fun. Looking yeah. forward to the next one. Today's content is brought to you by MarketScale. Do you run a B2B business? Nobody creates more podcasts, videos, case studies, and blogs for B2B marketers like you than MarketScale. Ask us how we can help you today.